Hey, welcome to uh, episode two of the DevRel Book Club. And if you're joining us on the live stream or you can see on the YouTube video, I do have to say that for reasons that are not particularly interesting, I'm outside in the dark. Anyway, never mind. How are you, Ramon? Thank you. I'm doing very well. It's good to see you, Matt. It's uh, Yeah, it's a bit dark out there, but it, uh, it's nice to see you in, in some peaceful nature as well. Yeah, it's uh, you might hear the odd bird or something like that, so uh, I apologise for that. Anyway, so uh, while the uh, light is washing out my face there, I'll say, uh, I'll, well, I'll introduce, introduce myself. My name is Matthew Ravel, and I work as a developer relations consultant at Hoopy. And uh, Ramon, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, hi, I'm Ramon. I'm a developer advocate at uh at Suborbital. I just started yesterday. Very exciting. And uh, yeah, also a developer relations consultant and um, a developer educator. Having a wonderful time here. Awesome. Great stuff. Okay. So this is our second episode of the DevRel Book Club. Last time we spoke to Joe Nash about, uh, what was it? Uh, building online communities uh, or successful Correct. online communities. And today we're going to be talking about Superfans by Pat Flynn. And we'll be joined by... We'll be joined by Tessa Creasel. Very will, excited who... to have her on. Yeah, great. Great to, to have Tessa join us. So let's let's bring Tessa in. And Tessa, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Tessa Creasel. I am a DevRel coach um, nowadays and have been in the DevRel industry for, oof, I don't even know, like six years now, but have been building communities my entire technical career. Um, my first community that I built was a Guitar Hero community. And the only reason I learned how to code is so that I could build this community. Now here I am in this DevRel career. So um, to say it's fate would be an understatement. So very excited to be here. Guitar Hero, as in the the the, the video yes. game. Yes, and it was recognized by Activision. I like all of our tournaments were inside of their community. I got really awesome sweat. It was so cool. Like one of the coolest stories for my my developer career start. That's amazing. That I'm is so, so glad you came out with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Tessa, um, you are going to talk to us today about super fans yeah. and. Um, I have a copy here and I would like to ask you, Hey, <laughs> I would like to ask you, um, what brought you to this book? How did you, how did you come across super fans? Yeah. So oddly enough, it wouldn't be the traditional way that you would think. Um, and like, Hey, I want to do a thing. So I'm going to pick up a book and do it because, you know, God forbid I do things the easy way. Um, but I like to throw myself into things. Um, and what actually happened was in my very first more official DevRel, uh, role, um, I started noticing that we had all of these customers, um, and, you know, prospective developers and just users in general that would say all these amazing things about us. Like I love this product. I love the developer flow. I love, you know, the tooling. I love whatever, right? Like lots of love. And to me to get anything like that from a developer is like, whoa, okay, something must be really great, right? Because it's not, 
they can be very high energy people, but for them to get to that level of passion, it has to truly be really good. Um, and so essentially I started noticing all of this as, as my, as I was a developer advocate, um, and brought this to my manager's attention. And I was like, Hey, did you know, like we have all of this kind of fan base happening and we're really not doing anything with it. I had chatted with marketing. I had chatted with some of the other teams and they're like, yeah, we see that every once in a while. We don't really do much with it. And I'm like, what? They're literally advertising for us. Like, why are we not talking to them? Um, and so I just kind of started getting these ideas, right? Of like, okay, if these folks are already out there advocating, they're essentially developer advocates like externally, right? They're doing my job. They're making my job easier. Um, and so I started partnering with them. We do blog posts, we do presentations. And I think we're doing something like this right now in this book club, right? Bringing some like-minded people together um, and really raising awareness to something that we all feel passionate about. And so started doing that, right? And it actually turned into like this full-fledged program. Uh, many people know them today, ambassador programs, VIP programs. I think there's a lot of great tech companies that have kind of picked up this as well. Um, but I actually picked the book up after I started pulling this together because I'm like, what is this, right? What is this program that I've just kind of curated based on what I would want as a developer of this product, what I think my users would want um, and how we think that this, this can build our business, right? Um, and found the book and I just like, instantly fell in love with the book like pat flynn feels i've never met him but i can tell you 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 all read the book so like i'm a super fan of pat flynn um and if you read the book you'll be like ah i understand that um and i i haven't had the chance to really join any of his communities and such but i've been eagerly excited to do so um i just i think that this book is really incredible but it, it really came across my plate after i started building something like a super fans program like pat flynn you know breaks down in his book um and just was really Really looking for like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing, but I really actually have no idea. I'm just shooting from the gut here. So yeah. So for people who haven't read the book, what is a super fan? Yeah. So a super fan, I think you can really break that down into many different definitions. But to me is a super fan is, is really one of your empowered or your power users, right? It's someone who, if you're putting them a, a, or giving them a net promoter survey for them to complete, they're a nine or a 10, like they're a promoter, they appreciate your work, they want to engage with your work. Um, a super fan really is so excited about what you're doing that they want to advocate for you. And I think so many of us see them naturally, especially in the DevRel industry, which is why, again, I was so passionate about doing this book is that it's, it's getting those folks that love and appreciate your product and that want to speak about it more positively and will engage in any capacity and opportunity that you provide them because of that. That's wonderful. Um, I'd love to, I, I I know this would break a little bit the flow of this podcast, but I'd just love to point out that in the chat today, Pat Flynn stopped by. What? Yeah. No way! Pat Flynn, I am one of your I biggest really? fans. <laughs> I, awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd love to read what he's saying if that's fine um sure just, he, he just said i saw y'all were talking about my book just wanted to pop in and say hi and thank you so grateful that you're spreading the word about how important generating and supporting super fans are awesome so well that's that's lovely um cool thanks for pointing that out ramon because on my tiny screen here i i can't fit discord on at the same time as the stream uh so tessa then the when i read through the book it, it's 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 divided into um, key points uh, yes. that are illustrated with with stories um, so can you what would 
what I would like to know is what are the the points that Patrick raises that that have been of most practical benefit to you in DevRel? Oh gosh, so many. I'm going to let all of the readers in on a little secret of how I read books. So I go through and actually like highlight books. I'm assuming you do the same, but I go through and highlight. So as a techie, I think many of us can relate to this. I have ADD. Um, so like I get down tunnel vision. I get really excited about something and want to stay focused. So I actually read books through Audible where I listen to them. And then I have the physical book in front of me so I can highlight. Um, so I can tell you like so many different things. But I think what... You know, the first story that Pat tells is this story about his wife. Um, and also, I think it's just amazing that he brings his wife into the story. Like, I have a very close marriage with my husband. So that also added some relatability of like the family ties. He's building super fans, right? He's putting it out there. Um, and I think the part that like really drilled it home early on was hearing that Backstreet Boys story. Like his wife just loved Backstreet Boys, had this like tote of all this stuff, wanted to go to their concerts, wanted to meet them, wanted to engage with them. And I think we all have really kind of fallen into that in some capacity, right? I think, um, man, who was my band that I was just obsessed with as like a teenage girl? I think it was the one where they sing like summer girls. They weren't super popular, but they were a boy band that got just a little glimmer of time. Anyways, um, not in the same level, right? But when we find those things that we're super excited about, like April found Backstreet Boys, right? I believe that's what her name was. Anyways, April found Backstreet Boys and just got invested heavily. And so I related that a lot to, again, kind of coming back to like my days in Guitar Hero, like my early days when I got into tech and wanted to really build something and build my own community is that I loved Guitar Hero. And at that time, you couldn't um, engage with folks on the same level. You could play games, but you couldn't like build a community together. There wasn't like a, let me bring these crews together like an xbox and playstation now it's like you can have your little squad of friends and and you all work together um and it, it wasn't the same so i think hearing that story about that love for kind of backstreet boys and how that continued to trickle out through her life even as an adult right um he also references a story about star trek and like the trekkies fan club and i think that really stuck sticks to me as a really great way to explain to folks like what a super fans program can look like like thinking about star trek i'm not a star trek watcher my Myself. Um, I've never seen it, but I know of this Trekkie's name, right? And it, as someone who's never seen Star Trek, I still have heard that Trekkie's, um, you know, kind of naming convention or, or name for their fan club. And so when you kind of take those two stories together, I feel like it really summarizes the book and like finding this way of like, we've all got fans in some capacity. Like I can admit that I have folks that are, that retweet things that I share who really help elevate me. Um, and those folks be become very clear in your life. And so when you're able to really take those kinds of relationships and bring them to another level, um, I think those two stories, like I said, really kind of shined. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And I'm and I'm and and one thing like that's one thing that I really enjoyed about this book as well was these this the 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 personal nature to these stories because it's something that that yeah it's one of, it kind of documented something that I found myself doing just subconsciously like I love connecting yes. with people like yeah. that's one reason I like being in Devrel so much is because it's 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 like it's one of the things I have to do every day is connect with people. It's like one of my viscerally favorite things about it. And, 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 you know, and, and some of the things that, that, that Pat shares in that about, you know, for example, sharing, sharing personal sides to yourself today, just today I was doing a, a lesson and in the middle of it, Siri started, started talking to me. Uh, I don't know why that happened, but it just, it just happened. And, you know, it just, just make it just, it kind of made it more human to just be like, Hey, uh, you know, 
thank you for your thank you for for chiming in Siri everybody had a laugh and it was like it was disarmingly human in a really good way and that's what i appreciate about uh the stories as well and 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 folks if you're interested in the book i i i, I listen to the audiobook myself while like keeping notes on a on a on an electronic version and one thing that i found interesting is that pat added even more of himself to the audiobook. Yep. So there's a whole bunch of asides, uh, side notes and side stories that are like adding on to that and that really drew me in. Which I which I found super super interesting. Um so personal babble aside, I wanted to ask Tessa, how how do you find yourself mapping that very personal one-on-one thing of of super fans to then doing so as a company as a tech company on behalf of a company is that something that that you found is there is there a transition there that you found was easy to to map yes i have actually and i think that you know you all have those like pivotal points in your career right for me it was like whoa i got so passionate about a video game that it taught me how to code or i taught myself how to code right pivotal point in my career i think that building my first super fans program and then picking up this book and really relating that from what my experience was as a developer and what I wanted out of a program and then bringing in Pat Pat Flynn's like great advice. And then again, being aware, right? I think all of us probably after we've read the book, now we're a little more aware of the things that are happening. Like we can kind of spot a super fan. We spot super fan programs a little easier, at least I do for sure. Um, but I think that, you know, the the thing that's really drilled home for me is, and I actually shared this slide the other day, but my slide was a little bit messy, but I ended up pulling out and I'll, I'll share it as a tweet afterwards. And maybe I'll even put it like in the comments here. But what you can really do is like, even at a high level, and I'm going to drop it in there and hopefully it looks good. Nope, it didn't. It broke it into a big paragraph. Anyways, but at a high level, right, it gave you 11 steps to think about. And so as you're thinking about this, I think that especially right now, there are so many companies that want DevRel programs. They want a DevRel team. Um, There are not a lot of us to hire from, right? I think we all can relate and experience that. But the thing about it is that you can start with such a small community. And I think that's one of... The myths that I feel like a lot of folks think about when building a community. Like, I need a hundred people to start a community. I need a thousand people to start a community. Um, and I think at the end of the day, when you have what those folks need and you're actually doing the things that they need, like you only need five to 10 of them to truly start a community. And I think that a lot of that was really learned from the lessons that Pat Flynn broke out. So to kind of speak to my my long jargony thing that I just I posted there like learning their language. I mean, that is like point one of DevRel, right? Like who are your users going to be? What do they care about? How do you get to know them? How do you learn their language? And in our case, like their actual technical language, right? Um, but but that's just like step one. And Pat Flynn breaks all this out per chapter. And so if you actually pick up the book, look at each chapter and pull out kind of one quick thing from it, he really guides you through this whole kind of 11 to 13 step process, depending on how, how you want to expand it. Um, of building and curating a community with such a small group. Um, And that's kind of like those steps I created there, like learn their language, create the space, right? Bringing them together, that discord, if that's what it is early on. Maybe it's an email chain, right? It's just like something small. Um, And I think that although, you know, Pat Flynn doesn't speak to DevRel specifically, it does give you a lot of kind of innuendos of like, oh, okay, yep, that works. Okay. I definitely have to learn their language first. Yep. I surely need to give them quick wins because if they don't know what we're doing or they don't know how to engage with us, they're just going to run away. Um, And so I think that 
many, many things that came out of this book that drove towards that. Um, but really, you know, breaking it down and, and really thinking about conceptually how you build a group of people, because that's what community is. And so when you take the advice from the super fans book and think about how do I create this, this kind of army, as I call them, of super fans, it really is just your early days of building that very niche, that very small kind of tight knit, maybe invite only community that you eventually are like, okay, I followed all of these steps to build this this tight community. Now, how do I expand this and scale this? So I've got a full-fledged developer community that's actually serving my users in a in a greater scale. So kind of coming back around, I think that, you know, thinking about DevRel and, and DevRel programs, I think encourage more folks to think about it that way, right? Is like you have a very small group. Even if you are the you're just getting your product out there and you've asked 10 people to try it. If those 10 people are excited, maybe they're even your friends, like they're your first army, right? Learn from them, expand on it, build on the things in the book, um, and then start to scale that right externally to, to some of those actual users. One of the things that, the, that Pat mentions in the book is the idea of, and Ramon, you touched on this as well, is the idea of giving of your personal self in order to make connections with people. And as I read that part, I think that's one of the parts that perhaps sat least comfortably with me because not everyone in DevRel should have to, you know, you shouldn't have to have that kind of connection with your developed community if you don't feel comfortable about that. So I wondered if you could maybe speak to that a little bit around do you have to really make that deeply personal connection that he advocates uh, in order for a community to work? Yeah, I think that there's like two sides to that answer, right? Like I can completely understand your answer. I think the... um for me, I'm extremely extroverted, which if that's not like ridiculously clear in this conversation already, I love people. Um, and for anyone who has followed me on Twitter for a long time, like my life is on Twitter and not everything, right? That keeps, I keep a lot of things to myself, but I am very open and I have learned that very early on, like as a child, right? I, I had some experiences that led me to where I was. I did a lot of sticking up for um, people who were bullied um, just due to some some situations I was in. And I think as my, my life has gone on, that's just who I am. And so it's actually served me very well in the DevRel space that I am very open. But the thing is, is that there are a lot of folks, especially those who go from being a software engineer into like finding themselves in DevRel as their very first career. um, And they're like, no, this is not me. I'm not putting myself out to the world. Um, And I know many folks that don't, right? There are tons of DevRel people who are wildly successful in DevRel that have under a thousand followers, right? And it's none of those things should ever be correlated and be related, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't strive and, and push to who we who we really are and the success we can really find. What I think is important is being able to be candid with the folks that we do engage with on a one-to-one level. I think putting yourself out there publicly can be very scary. I think putting yourself out there and sharing things about yourself can be scary. And it is not a necessity for a community to find success. You can definitely find tons of success by putting more of your company things out there, by putting more information out there from, say, founders, right, or um, key leaders across the org that are comfortable doing that, maybe engineering leaders who want to share more, um, or maybe you do that from a product side, right? Like sharing more about your product, sharing more about your roadmap. 
I think it doesn't have to be a personal one-to-one, but I do think that as he frames it, open up the factory, right? Like open up your factory doors in some capacity. And he tells a story about Hershey um, and how folks can go into the the Hershey um, quarters now. I think in Philly, maybe Philadelphia, somewhere, somewhere in in that area, right? You can go in and actually like tour Hershey and like see their operations. Um, And so kind of coming back to that story, right? There are many ways that we can kind of open up the doors to what we're doing. And it doesn't have to be on a personal level. I will say in a community uh, building, you know, set. Um, I think when you can be somewhat candid with someone, at least on a one-to-one basis, I think it can drive some impact, but it doesn't have to be personal, right? It can be, hey, I, I just learned React last year myself, right? And and so this isn't this is new technology for me too. I'm starting to pick this up. Um, here's what I've learned and here's some resources for that. And that that's not putting out your personal life. That's not telling everyone that you've got three dogs, which I tell people all the time, um, you know, or anything else, right? It's just letting them know that you're in the same space with them. And I think that that relatability is really where people find that success in DevRel of like, hey, I, I'm in the same space as you. I can relate to you. And if you want to share personal, great. But I think more than anything, they just want to understand that you understand their journey and that you can help them on that journey in, in some capacity. I think there's a difference between being authentic, your authentic self, but also maybe leaving a portion of yourself at home. Exactly. Um, You know, for people who've just joined the stream, I'm never going to explain why I'm in total darkness. Uh, (laughs) You you only get by uh, joining the stream early. But anyway, seriously, I think that is a really important part is, is that, you know, I don't mind talking about the fact that I've got two dogs, but I wouldn't, there are certain parts of my life that just don't seem relevant, um, which I wouldn't go into on Twitter or, or in a work situation. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, flag that as something. If, if people are, are thinking about going into DevRel and, and, and they look at a book like this that says, well, you know, you've got to share yourself. I don't think that should be a reason to avoid DevRel or, or community work generally. Totally agree. Which is why I tried to give as many examples as possible of other ways you can do it, right? Like open up yeah, the company, sure. open up the product, like get someone else to open up themselves, right? Because then then you can like leverage that. Or hey, maybe your super fans are are crazy extroverted like I am, and maybe they want to do it. And and that's the a great way to do it too. That's an excellent point. And it kind of made me think about how what what you were saying about one-on-one, right? And to at the risk of sounding cliched, you know. It is called developer relations. Our job is to relate with other developers, and and I think the multi the multifaceted multifaceted nature of of Devrel speaks to that. How there are different types of Devrel work one can do. For example, what is it? I think during DevRelCon, I heard I learned about the term partner engineering, where you're right where your job is not so much to build a large community but rather have those one-on-one relationships with other uh vendors or 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 clients and and there that 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 ability to relate is really important without having to 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 go into the in, onto into into a public uh into into a public um situation so i think i think i think you know those 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 tips are are really important for for to keep in mind as you decide which part of devrel you wish to check out 100 percent. you know one thing that moving on a little bit that stuck out to me in the book sorry did i just um did i just freeze no Uh, no you're totally fine oh cool because everything froze for me 
one thing that stuck out for me in the book was uh, the exercises uh, at the end yes. of each chapter line up really well with the design claims from the book that we covered last month, um, the uh, Building Successful Communities Online by MIT Press, which is a... Uh, look at all those posters. I love the which, <laughs> And that's a a work of social science research backed by the scientific method and, and, you know, all that good stuff. And Pat's book, you know, without taking away from it is personal experience distilled. And I just think it's interesting. I don't really have a point, but I just think it's interesting that the same things kind of hit up um, in both books. Uh, I love that you brought that up. I have not read the book that you covered last month, but now I want to. So I, I actually have some some time off uh, in the next like few weeks and I'm taking things slow. Um, and so I'm going to catch up on all these books that I've started like one chapter on and then put back on my shelf like Radical Candor and Just Work by Kim Scott. Um, and, you know, just some other kind of like community books. Uh, David Spink's book, I have not... Um, Shoot, I can't remember the name of it, but David Spinks has a, a book that I hear is lovely on community. I think the business value of community or something. I don't recall. But anyways, I'm going to add that one to my list because I think having I'm a very data driven person and I feel like a lot of folks in DevRel are the same way. And I think that's why metrics is like always this conversation for us because it's like, wait, what is the best way to track? Because we all know that sure we can say, hey, yeah, we got a blog post and there's a hundred views on it. But at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, but those hundred views don't mean anything if they didn't take that next step. Right. And so I think it's it's this this ever growing conversation in DevRel to talk about metrics. So coming back again to where I was getting to with the data, right, is that learning about how folks actually think and operate. Like the more that I've been in DevRel, the more I want to get into like psychology, right, and understand like the human mind. Because I understand developers, I understand and can relate. I'm I am one myself, but I know that I'm different. I know that I want things in a different way. But it really makes me curious like is how do all of our our minds really think in this way? How is it that we're just able to just say sales and marketing no um and so coming back i think reading that book would be incredible because for me i need those stories i need the the relatability and pat flynn does such a great job of saying hey here's a story here's something i personally experienced or something i've personally see happen in someone's business and and really drive that impact like the storytelling capabilities that that man has is like amazing um but having some of that data to say okay cool super fans really hits at home because i can relate but having some of that psychology would be really cool so very interesting that you brought that up um those exercises are so incredible i think that for me i get and understand how to build these programs i've been in devrel for a while and have helped build many successful programs but even in my own community, I had like four different tools that I was trying to like hodgepodge together. And I'm like, what am I doing? Nobody wants this experience. But when it's so close to yourself, you don't do it. So I actually found myself going back and doing the exercises to really think about Debicate and how I build up our, our developer relations community and how I think about kind of super fans in that way. So I just launched our super fans program last week. Um, so it's all like really exciting and cool to hear that, that the books actually relate to each other these first two months that you're doing the, this um, podcast yeah in fact it kind of feels like it kind of feels like a practical application of that of that theory so it's 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 kind of really amazing um i'd love to take an opportunity for folks who are listening and don't really know about it do you want to tell us a little bit about uh devicate 
Oh, sure. I mean, it's been a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> that's the, that's uh, kind of the long answer, I guess, is I've done, you know, Devicate for me, eventually, um, what I do plan to build is almost a, I don't want to say almost, it will be a platform to engage and leverage super fans, but in a very authentic way. So, you know, bringing in your audience, like who are those super fans? How do you identify them? How do you build campaigns for them? And when I say campaigns, not like icky marketing campaigns, right? Like how do we, how do we curate an experience for them? How do we welcome them in the best way? How do we nurture their relationship? And then how do we take that nurturing and allow them to have that space and capability to go out and advocate for us, right? In whatever capacity that is, whether that be on a community side or whether that be, Hey, I love this product. You should go check it out. Right. Um, and so taking that kind of into a SaaS platform and then having some really great reporting metrics on it. So very early on, um, just, found kind of my technical co-founder and the two of us are really diving into that this year of of bringing that that to an actual fruition um but while i ideated on that and that was a, a couple of years ago that i've been thinking about this and have just kind of been i don't know lots of excuses but just dragging my feet right of like career plus business how do you do it both and also be the breadwinner of your household and have children um but as i've been thinking about that um i've written a lot of content on devrel i think that there's so many great um, things I know, like, you know, Matthew, you've contributed a lot of great stuff as well that I've seen out there. The state of developer relations reports are so, so impactful. Um, but I've tried to take that shift and really talk about the like how to do DevRel um, kind of change, right? Because there's so many ways to do DevRel and it's impossible to say, yep, this is how you do it because it, there is no one way. Um, but how do we give folks more opportunity to join into our industry? I think more than anything, I found like my passion and my career path. And I know that there are many other technical folks who fall into that same excitingness of like, wait, I can like talk to my friends. I can like help them find success. I can like take them and do cool like events and host parties for them. And, and of course that's all the glamor of DevRel, right? There's a lot of non-glamor, but there is a lot of greatness to it. Right. And so the more that I feel I can instill to folks, the better. So it's eventually a SaaS platform. Right now, it is a community of folks who are in DevRel, who are aspiring developer advocates, who are, um, you know, engaging in some capacity. I think there's a lot of like product managers. There's a lot of recruiters that actually kind of come in and read my content. Um, but it's a full-fledged blog full of lots of random content on DevRel um, and slowly becoming one cohesive community um, that will actually have some really great uh, impactful resources and some courses. I have launched one course on how to bring together a developer relations campaign, not the marketing word either, um, but really how do you take a blog post and a conference presentation and a webinar and a Twitch stream and bring that all together and have metrics that relate back to a whole entire campaign of work. Um, and so lots of continuing education for DevRel um, at the end of the day in its current state. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, um, thank you for letting me share that. No, it's a little rambly, so, but thank you. <laughs> so as 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 we've you know, we've, I think we've we've covered a, a great deal of of superfans. The book. Um, one thing that, that that Pat mentions in the book is there's a, all this other material, and you touched on Ramon with the uh, perhaps some of the uh, bringing himself to the audio book. But there's a whole kind of other set of material. Can you just touch on, on that a little bit, please, Tessa? 
Yeah. Are you talking about the course that goes with it? Sure. I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I haven't dove into that in great detail yet. I've have some little notes to do that. Um, but the nice thing, um, and one other thing I want to share about Pat too, is that, um, he has this course, right? And so there's all these additional exercises and things that you can go and do. Not only at the end of the chapter, does he say, Hey, here's a way for you to go in and actually do a thing. Right. So one of them that really stuck out to me was like quick wins. I think that we all bring people together, right? And I've been bringing people together for a long time, but I didn't really think about when you've got that first touch point with someone, how do you deliver that quick win? Like, how do you take that and shift it to a way where they're like, oh my gosh. And the person who does this really well is Adam Duvander. And hopefully that's how he pronounces his last name. He has a book called Marketing Does Not Exist or Developer Marketing Does Not Exist. Um, And his nurture emails are like... So coming back around, I think that what Pat does through these exercises and through these courses is that he really tells this great story in the Audible book. He gives you even more context, which is so great to listen to because you're like, for me, I was like reading through the pages. I'm like, wait, I can't highlight this. It's not in the book. And I'm like, oh, this is bonus content. And brings us into a course that really walks you through it. You get to have video content of him explaining it. You get to see that face-to-face conversation, which for me, like really sets it home when I get to see someone's face. Um, I love doing things like this. Um, And then helps you work through those exercises and has like just a little bit of additional context to them. And so you can step away with hearing a story and seeing like, oh my gosh, look at Star Trek and Trekkies, like look how successful that fan fan club became and hear a lot more about how that started right in the book and then move on to the exercise that he outlines in the book and then pick up that course, which is free to anyone who's bought the book. If you know what the URL is, you can go pick it up um, and really be able to dive into that even deeper, which I think is just so great, especially for early community builders because everything that's in this book is really just the basic traits of building a community. It's the basic fundamentals of bringing people together And so going through that can really start to shape like, okay, cool. Not only am I setting myself up for for super fan programs and and being able to bring people together on that scale level, but I'm starting to learn about how to actually leverage and do this inside of my own community. Um, And like I said, I've got notes in my book of like, do this with Devicate, do this with some of your other users, you should bring people together in this way. Um, And so it's it's just really fun to like read through it and, and actually think about those exercises as you go through it. Thank you. I, I I I love this. It was super. It was super inspiring to know that to to know that this is something that that these this real life application of of the theories that we were talking about are now being reapplied in real life also to that success. And that's that's such a powerful thing I find. And this has been um, this has been absolutely wonderful, Tessa. And I, and I wish we could go on, but I'm afraid we're running out of time. So I, I wanted to ask um, if if you could give us like uh, you know. I don't know, a short version of why folks, why folks should go out and read this book. What would you like, you know, a sort of quick pitch on why they should read it. I'd love to hear uh, what you think. Oh gosh. I don't know if I could do it quick. Um, (laughs) Honestly. Okay. So I'll try to do quick pitch. Right. I think that, um, there are not a lot of books out there on DevRel, right? There are a couple handful of books. There's Adam's book on developer marketing doesn't exist. Um, there's Caroline and James's book, uh, which is incredible. I'm just going to uh, do a little like snap to it. Like absolutely pick up this book if you're in DevRel. It's so, so good. Um, and then another book is Mary Thinkle's book, The Business Value. Now I got books 
fallen everywhere. Um, all great books, right? On on DevRel in general. And it gives you a good insight into like what DevRel is and how you can apply it to your business. I think what Superfans does is allows you to say, okay, I've got a good understanding of DevRel, or at least I have a good understanding of developers, maybe a little idea of what they need, some of the, the impact and, and things that I'll, I'll struggle through with a company through some of those other books. But what Superfans does is actually tells you how to apply it. Like, how do you apply these community building techniques and gives you real life stories that you can relate to and, and think like, aha, okay, Pat Flynn did it in this way, or he experienced it in this way. How do I relate that to my my daily life? And so for mm. me, I think that um, it's just a great book to pick up and be like, okay, I need to build a community. I've got a few people in my community. How do I take those few people and scale them to hundreds to thousands and really build a truly amazing community that new folks can come into and be like, wow, where have I been this whole time? I, I can't believe I missed this. Um, and just gives you that, like, this is how you can go about doing it. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's, um, I've really enjoyed discussing this book. It's, uh, it's been a good one. So thank you. Um, Tessa, people can find you at devocate.com. Is that right? Yep. Uh, devocate.com and also on Twitter. I'm all over on Twitter. Um, not so much on LinkedIn. I decided to dump my LinkedIn profile the other day, um, which is very liberating. Um, and actually spend a, a lot of time on Polywork. So if you haven't heard of Polywork, like definitely check out Polywork. Um, I've got a portfolio of awesome stuff that I've done there as well. So devocate.com, Twitter, Polywork, or just Google me. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. Thanks. Well, look, um, as we're wrapping up, I would just like to mention next month's DevRel Book Club. Um, so Sue Shardlow from Redis is uh, going to be joining us to talk about the art of gathering. Um, and that'll be on the 15th of March at 10.30 in the morning, UK, Western European time. So UK, Ireland and Portugal and Iceland, I think. Um, but 11.30 if you're in uh, France, Germany or places like that. And also uh, four in the afternoon in India. So join us here, live.developerrelations.com for that. And also, if you want to catch these episodes as a as a podcast or video, go to developerrelations.com and follow the links there. So Tessa, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank hope you have a, a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. Excited for next month's book club. And I'm going to catch up on last month and grab that book myself. So thank you for those tips. Great stuff. And Ramon, thanks again. Lovely to spend some time with you. As always, it's a pleasure. And and if I may say, Tessa, this was a, such a and an, I feel I feel fired up from this conversation. This was so much fun. Thank you. That's how the book makes me feel. So success. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, goodbye. Bye, everyone. See you next time.